All right, we've got a great episode of Side Retire today. There's Nico and Dylan, as always, and we're going to get the player perspective again on today's episode. So, Nico, let's hit the intro music and get right into this. Hello and welcome to today's edition of Side Retired. It's Dylan Campione joined alongside Nico Fernandez as always. And Nico, it's always fun when we get to talk with a baseball player and hear their career story. If you want to introduce our audience to our new guest today. Yes, sir. Today we have a college pitcher. His name's Kevin Shonaboom. Really excited to have him on and hear his story. How are you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. This is uh, my first podcast, so it's going to be pretty cool. Let's go. We always love that. but. Yeah. He's an old, he already said, he's like, bro, I can't mess up. <laughs> it's my first thing to the public. Got to make sure I'm looking good. <laughs> oh, we love it. Well, pretty much to kick things off, just in case our audience doesn't know who you are, your baseball journey. If you want to just go in depth of sort of where you're playing, I know you've committed to go somewhere else next year as well. So sort of a brief synopsis of how the career has gone so far. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm at Northeast Texas Community College. It's a Division One JUCO in Texas, Mount Pleasant, Texas, to be exact. Uh, we play in Region 14. So uh, some like our opponents is like Navarro, Paris. On the south side is San Jack, Alvin Blinn, you know, those kind of schools. Um, so pitcher, whatnot. I am committed to play University of Central Florida next year. Um, so that's that's ex- exciting, especially now that they're, you know, into the Big 12 and, and all that. So, I mean, that's a... It's a big, big move for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Bro. And I think like I have a little bit of familiarity with um, JUCOs. Like my my brother went to a JUCO in Florida. So I have a little bit of familiarity from what you said from like those JUCOs. Again, stat competition. And I think I always like to hear the perspective of guys from JUCO. It's not really a big jump that people have that misconception. Guys in JUCO, they're ballers. Like you're a baller. There's guys who are just absolutely going off. And so what have you seen, again, from being at a JUCO? What do you think that drop-off is? It's Because it's not really anything. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example. We just opened up this past Saturday with, with Weatherford Junior College, who is ranked third right now in the nation, right? And they threw a guy at us. He topped 97. Okay, he's a freshman, not a sophomore. <laughs> he's a freshman, right? We like we split with them, but I mean, like that's like the competition level. I mean, like they didn't throw a single guy below ninety the whole day, right? You can go to Division One baseball, and you're gonna see a starter roll out there, and he might be eighty-eight, ninety. I mean, I saw that last year. TCU wanted like their Friday night guy was eighty-eight, ninety, right? That was their opening guy for in Omaha. Right. So, I mean, when you kind of look at the junior college level, like, I mean, it's it's right up there with Division One baseball. And that's why you see a lot of power five programs, Division One programs coming into junior college recruiting. Those guys go in and they start immediately. Right. They're two years like they're coming in as juniors most most of the time and they take a spot like because they're hungry. They've been doing it for two years. They know what to expect. And I mean that like that's it's the same level essentially, right? Obviously, you break it down, some things are different. The depth is probably different, but from an overall basis of of play, it it's kind of the same. One hundred percent. And then going further into that, when you were obviously playing in high school or probably dominant at whatever you were doing there, 
at what point did you know, hey, I want to go on past high school and play some baseball? And how did you end up going the JUCO route? So kind of, I guess, a whole nutshell. So I like tore my UCL when I was 12. Uh, got surgery when I was 14. And going through high school at the time, I had no clue, like, oh, do I want to play college baseball? Never really thought about it. I was always worried about being healthy, right? And I was actually, like, really a shortstop. I didn't start pitching until my junior year of high school, kind of that summer, and just picked it up and, and started kind of doing that. And once I went to to Cova Sports, who, you know, you guys had TJ Antone on and whatnot, and he owns the facility, and started working with, with that crew. and velo jumped up i started learning like really what the pitching was about the metrics lifting all kind of stuff and and going through that it, they gave me the opportunity essentially to to play college baseball and uh going through my recruiting i ended up i played for like some small summer ball teams whatnot growing up and then finally being with them velo shot up i went and tried out for the for the banditos down in houston uh we were ranked number third nationally at the time made that team and finally got to go play like worldwide in all the big tournaments. And, and that was awesome. Um, so junior college, like that, that recruiting world opened up immediately. Right. I went to like one showcase, like kind of early summer and it, like, I threw in front of 20 junior colleges, had another 20, you know, add me or DM me on Twitter and kind of going through there, had some uh, very few division one looks, the money, money was an issue, right? So you go, go and look at that. I get 25% at a division one school or, or I can get, you know, a hundred percent at a junior college. Like for me, like I knew I was always a late bloomer and I knew there was more for me to accomplish at a junior college level. So I'm like, why not go get two, two years under the belt, get better. And then, you know, here we are now, like, I mean, I was top in 90, I think when I committed and now it's like, I'm sitting 90 plus. Like, so, I mean, like, that's like, it's worked out now, we're, you know, UCF next year. Like, I mean, that like the, the plan was there and, and it's essentially been accomplished. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that again, UCF, you said it best, like now going to the big 12, I have a lot of familiarity with UCF cause I'm from Miami. I'm a Florida guy, but again, when you decided you're in high school, you're like, okay, this pitching thing, maybe my, maybe my <laughs> ticket. What was that? How was that process of you having to both be like, okay, shortstop's not for me. And also being like, now I have to learn how to pitch. Cause yeah, I'm an athletic kid. I can go and I can chuck it a little bit, but now I actually have to learn how to be a pitcher. How's that adjustment been? So, I mean, that adjustment, like, so last year, right. Um, as a, as a freshman in junior college, and I mean, we, we touched on it, obviously this level is not a joke. Um, I mean, I had my days that I was just running out there and I had no idea what I was doing. Right. And kind of, it was really like, I just learned through the failure. Right. I mean, that like, that was the best way. That's the best way to put it. Like go out, you failed. Okay. Let, let's, let's talk about it. Why, why did we fail? Let's, let's go in depth. What was wrong. Right. And just kind of through, through experience, really, I was able to learn how to make that adjustment from the pitching side and learn like, okay, this is how I need to pitch, right? Like, oh, I'm sinker slider guy. Like I'm going to throw it down the middle, let it move. Like I'm going to be confident in my stuff, my ability, and I'm going to be successful. And then, you know, you go and do it for the first time it works. And from there on out, it's like, okay, I don't need to do anything differently. 
Oh, I love that. Absolutely. And what sort of the, I assume, I think you're a reliever unless you're a starter, if you have that wrong, but sort of what's the mentality when you're taking the mound, taking the rubber and you actually want to be out there, like the thought process. I know some pitchers are very mental and other pitchers you're just saying, get the ball and throw it. Yeah. So, I mean, so I've actually done both roles. Um, this past summer, I was our closer on any limit, whatnot. So got to be our closer. And then here junior college level, I'm a starter. Um, and kind of the closing role, learning how to be a closer helps so much as a starter. It changes everything. As a closer, like I'm coming in, I have, I need to get these three outs, close the ball game. I have a lead, right? Like that's, that's the mentality. I'm going in, let's slam the door and let's go home. And kind of with that mentality going in, it was kind of just like, let's throw nasty stuff hard for the this inning, right? <laughs> and let's be successful. And having that mentality and then kind of flipping it over to the starter side, right? Um, you're coming into a game, ball game's OO, right? First pitch, it's like you have so much in the game to, to see what happens. And I took the closing mentality into the starting mentality and just try to have that every single inning, right? And obviously there's going to be some stuff, you know, you're going to roll into the, the fourth inning, you're coming back around through the order. It's going to get tough, but like, I mean, you just got to take a deep breath and, and and get back after it. Like, I mean, that's just the the life of a starter, essentially. So, I mean, I like to take the closing role, that mentality, and just throw it into a starting role and ride that thing out as long as I can. I love it. So I got to ask then, preference is it down the road, obviously, if you're UCF and eventually drafted, do you want to be that guy like Mariano Rivera closing out the games, or are you the next Greg Maddox going nine innings complete game every fifth day? That's a tough question. I ask myself that actually every day. <laughs> uh, I want to start as long as possible. And then, you know, when, when that day shows up that I can't start anymore and, and I can't help the team out that way, then then I would love to go and be a closer and do that. I mean, yeah, you got the mentality for it. Just throw <laughs> your nasty stuff and just think you're better than them. So it's absolutely going to work. You you mentioned your team a little bit. Obviously, the goal is Grand Junction. I'm pretty sure it's still in Grand Junction, right? Oh yeah. How are you guys doing this year? So I mean, we lost a ton a ton of older guys this past year. So I mean, we're we're really young, right? But we're really talented, and that's what's like. That's what's beautiful about the whole thing. It's like kind of like like us older guys. Like we get to mold the younger guys into like, hey, this is. This is junior college baseball. This is what it looks like. This is how you got to go about it, right? Like there's going to come a time you're going to go on a losing streak, right? You're you're going to you're going to struggle. We had a guy this past weekend goes out there, struggled. It was his first first collegiate outing that mattered, right? And you know, you go and talk with him. I'm like, "You know, how are you doing? What do you think?" And like luckily we've as like a whole staff and then also with the coaching staff, like we've built it upon letting them understand like, Hey, yes, overall bad outing, but really when we go and break this thing down, here are the good things in it. Let's go and move on the positives and take those into the next outing. And and we we're going to get better over as time goes on. Right. And so like that, like overall, I mean, you go and play the number three team in the country and, and you split with them and, you know, something goes different in another game and, you know, you possibly sweep. I mean, junction is right there you know it's it's a long short season and just got to kind of stay after it and, and we'll see where we go 
I love it. This is the bulldog mentality right now that we're hearing in every answer so far. <laughs> this guy makes me would you go right now? It makes me want to go back to aid like my brother and just be a shark and be like, let's go to junction <laughs> with my dog. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I love it. Well, I do have to ask because you mentioned earlier that you know you had 20 teams looking at you, you had another 20 texting you on DM saying, Hey, come play for us. What ended up being that deciding factor? Like, hey, I want to end up in Northeast Texas. This is the spot for me. Was it coaches, facilities, organization? What drew you to them? Uh, yeah, I mean, so kind of something that my my dad instilled in me um, throughout really the whole recruiting process was playing time. And, you know, at the at the moment, right, we're we're two years past COVID, right? I graduated in 2022. And a lot of the stuff that we got to see just in the baseball recruiting world was, hey, the spots at all these schools are very limited. Like if you are getting recruited as a collegiate athlete, you are a dude. You are somebody who matters, right? And going through the whole recruiting process, it was about finding a place. One, I'm comfortable, love the coaches, and somewhere I can get better and and develop, right? Like that was number one for sure. But number two on that, that that's right up there is playing time. And this was a place that I knew like, oh, I'm going to have an opportunity. It's not like I'm not going to get the opportunity, right? Other than like a, you know, you go to a division one school, you probably don't get that opportunity. And so choosing here is like, yeah, I'm going to get an opportunity to play. If I, if like, if anything, I'm going to screw it up, right? <laughs> like it's on me at that point, but I'm going to get it. And so, I mean, that was huge for me, especially with those times and, and kind of what was going on just in the world. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then transitioning to where you're going to be at, what do you like about UCF? What made you think like, okay, the schools are interested in me. I think I'm going to call South Florida my home, as I've called it for 20, 21 years. <laughs> so I can talk a lot about South Florida, but more specifically UCF, what made you consider them? So after going, I mean, this now being right, second year of college, baseball, right? And figuring out what matters more to me and really figuring out the the minor things that I care about that matter on a bigger scale. Choosing them, it's a brand new staff, okay? Brand new staff, so got to learn all of them. The pitching coach was with the Brewers the last four years. I want to be a big leader, okay? He was right there to that. Like, he was next in line. He got to work with Corbin Burns. He knows what it's like, okay? So – how and then talking with him like it's a big league mindset and so of course i want to go and play under that you go and then obviously got to take an official visit and go out there check it out i love i love the beach right 45 minutes away from the beach i believe was the closest one so that, i mean that's that's huge right that's a benefit but overall like from a coaching staff standpoint they coach the way that i want to coach later on in my life and as a player, I don't see how I could have that and and turn that down. Like, how how can I tell them, oh, sorry, no, when they do exactly what I want to do and do it the way I want to go about things, right? So, I mean, that was really easy. And talking on the, like, the minor details, right? I only throw to 60 feet because I'm a lower arm slot guy. Like, that's all I do. They're fine with that. The, the pitching coach understands it. And it's a two-way communication through that whole side of things. And, like, I want my say. They have their say. And, I mean, that's all you could really ask for. 
Absolutely. I love that. And can't wait to see all the future success, obviously, this spring and then in the years to come at UCF. But we've got one more large scale question for you before we get into some fun rapid fire questions. And that is that we have a lot of high school listeners, even some college listeners as well, that obviously they might want to play college baseball or go and get drafted. So if you have any advice that you've had in your career, whether it's from coaches, parents and stuff like that, that you'd want to impart some wisdom on them, what would it be? Yeah, I mean, I think the the first thing is like, just keep going, right? Baseball is going to do baseball things, right? You're going to go out. It's not going to go your way. You're going to execute a pitch and a guy's going to just get a, a double off of it. And it is what it is, right? You're, you're going to hit a baseball hard right at somebody and you're going back to the dugout and sitting down. So like overall, just keep going. It's a, it's, it's a long game. It, it, it's going to keep showing up. You're going to get to go to the yard the next day and play again. Right. And that's like the main thing for me is just keep going. I yeah. It. I think that like the one thing with you saying that I always think of is, I don't know if you've seen when Cal Freeland throws that nasty two seam to Otani and he goes <laughs> yard and he just looks, he's like, what the can't say <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But it's, it's, that's the exact thing is I think like, the most when you truly mature as like a baseball player as an athlete playing baseball like when you learned it's like yeah most of the time i'm gonna fail like failure is not like something that could happen failure is something that will happen and it's how i deal with it and how i make it happen as little as possible for sure and i mean like a lot like and as you said like it's the most grown-up thing right is understanding you are going to fail when when People finally realize that. And I think that's like on our youth side of baseball and growing up, your parents want you to be so successful and you want to be successful. I get it. Everyone like that, that's the idea. But I feel like teaching the kids at a younger age of like, hey, you're going to fail. It is what it is. We're going to show up tomorrow. You're going to go again. That kid's going to hit a double. He's going to be happy and he's getting ice cream after the game. So. <laughs> like overall i mean it's just like just keep going it's gonna yeah. it's gonna come eventually greatest hitter of all time tony gwynn failed 65 to 70 percent of the time so a lot of failure and you can still go a long way but that was a great answer and we've got nico's favorite question of the podcast is rapid fire question number one because it always generates some fun answers and that is best question <laughs> your go-to walk-up song that's going to be blaring when you're headed out onto the mound this year is Kiss Kiss by Chris Brown. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Little, like it's, you know, it, it, it's fun. And like as a starter, like you can't have something a closer would have, right? I don't need some rock <laughs> that I don't need that. I need something to get me going for the day. Get get the boys in the dugout going. Absolutely. And maybe even the people in the stands. Like, like I mean, that's that's the idea. My two favorite things about this question, my two favorite answers are one, if someone tells me a Latin song, I'm Cuban, I instantly am like, great answer. And the second yeah. thing is when a guy's like, yeah, I could tell you that I'm going to do like Hell's Bells or like some ACDC or Metallica and just be, but no, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to do Kiss Kiss by Chris Brown, which is a <laughs> banger of a song. Absolutely. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, I'm rocking with that. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? It's a banger. Right. Oh, I was rocking it this summer and I'm coming out in the ninth. It's 10 p.m. at night. Everyone has been drinking for the last three hours. 
And that crowd reaction when that song came on was electric. Like, there's <laughs> oh. nothing more you could have wanted. Yeah, absolutely. Second question we got for you in this rapid fire. You talked about why you want to go to UCF, but I think you mentioned it a little, so I may know your answer. Most excited thing, not really baseball, but just I'm going to UCF, I'm going to Orlando. What are you most excited for? Definitely. Like, I know I mentioned the beach, right? But if you ever go to a UCF football game, they call it the bounce house. I don't know if you've seen videos of like the lights up, lights down tradition that they do. It's insane. And like, I'm looking forward to that just atmosphere and that experience. I love it. This is the whole mentality, the whole moxie that we're getting in this interview. I'm looking forward to it in the future. But the third question we got for you, this has become our rapid fire question over the last week or so. And we'll be so next week as well. Your Super Bowl prediction. Wow. I'm going to have to take. Mm. Do it. You know you want <laughs> Do it. I'm taking Kansas City. That's the right answer. <laughs> like, dude, there's one thing, like, he's inevitable at this point. It's like, bro, like, you're just not, like, why would you, why would you ever bet against him? Like, I'm not even a Chiefs fan. It's just like, I was arguing with my friends the whole playoffs. and like, guys, you're really going to tell me I can take Patrick Mahomes or whoever's on the other field? I'm taking Patrick Mahomes. Well, <laughs> and see, you're looking at Patrick. I'm thinking of Taylor Swift. Like, that storyline. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's who Dylan's that, thinking about. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's who the NFL is trying to push right now. Uh-huh. is taylor swift like i mean that's the that's the idea of it 100 percent. they want all the marketing in the world and they're gonna get it now but absolutely sure. and then the last question we have if you're not sure if you saw this one coming but at the end of our recent episode with tj anton we asked tj if he'd like to pass the baton on to someone and i don't know if you're gonna kill him now or not but the first name that came to mind was yours and he came up with it pretty instantaneous for better or for worse on your behalf but now, if you'd like to pass the baton on, who would you like to shout out? Okay, it's another Kova guy, Cameron Landon, right? He now runs all of Kova as TJ and our other guy, Jeremy Kibble, is off working. He was he trained with us in the facility at the very beginning, and now he runs it. And he's dove in completely to everything baseball, really. And great mind. I think he would be outstanding to have on the podcast and kind of just go through his story as a college baseball player to now running a, a training facility for, for, for the youth in the future. I love it. Yeah, bro, let's do it. I always like to hear like guys in like training facilities because their view on baseball is so, is so interesting. Like the way that they go about their process. 100%. For sure. It's, I mean, it's way different than a, like a baseball coach essentially. Absolutely. Like the way they see it, it's different. 100%. Well, it's been a blast getting to hear your story. Obviously, we're looking forward to a really successful spring season coming up, hopefully making a deep run into the playoffs. But we really appreciate you taking the time today to talk to us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. 100%. Absolutely. So thanks so much for TJ for helping us set this one up. But for Dylan, Nico, and Kevin, until the next time, the side is retired.